on, family members? Welcome back to another episode of the Football Link Show Live podcast. I got a very special guest with me, Mr. Mark Tyler. He's a lead author, editor, and moderator at hogsheaven.com. One of the best sites for all Washington football team needs. You're talking off-season stuff, uh, mid-season, trade wishes, everything Washington football. They got a great group of guys over there. Um, Mark, go ahead and tell the guys a little bit about yourself before we get started. Yeah, absolutely. You were too kind, my friend. So uh, thank you very much for that warm intro. Um, you know, so I've been with Hogs Haven now for, God, it's going on 10 years. Um, started off, you know, shortly after college and just started to do some player profiles, doing some draft stuff. And it kind of evolved into a uh, full-time gig for a while. And obviously we've gone through some leadership changes over there, but um, the community has remained the same. We've remained intact. Uh, we love Washington football. So um that's you know that's what we're all about just chatting and and talking it up and you know um just having a lot of fun the whole time while we're there that's awesome so um just a little backstory it's it's a little funny looking back on it now now washington fans are some of the most passionate loyal fans you will ever meet i don't care what anybody else says so the way me and and mark actually connected was through a Twitter post. <laughs> I don't remember who started the post, but this that was, was so right around the time uh, Deshaun Watson had, it was starting to become public that he wanted out of Houston. Me, Mark, and another Twitter user were going back and forth and uh, some, some words were exchanged that uh, I'm not proud of. We said some things we didn't, I said some things I did not mean. Um, but here we are, I'm, I'm very happy to have you on the show. Um, I'm very glad that we we're able to put all that behind us um, and and move forward with it. Oh, absolutely. Listen, it's all in fun. I mean, we get passionate about our team. I get yeah. passionate. So I love when people show that passion because it means they care. Yeah, so for me, absolutely. That like, that's a big thing. Yeah. So before we get into into the nitty gritty, I want to get a few a uh, few of your points real quick on the impression, your impressions of this past season, specifically at the quarterback position. Obviously, we're going to discount. Dwayne Haskins, not, nothing, you know, malicious towards him, but we all know what happened with that. So we're not going to regard Dwayne Haskins. We're talking Kyle Allen, um, Alex Smith, and Tyler Haneke. Yeah, I mean, put it this way. I was excited, and let me use the word shocked, to see Alex return to football. I was one of those people that last year was saying, I don't think we'll ever see Alex on a field again. So to see him make that comeback was outstanding. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I remember that Rams game and I was sitting there covering my eyes, just thinking, what is it like to be Alex's wife right now, knowing that he has a guy like Aaron Donald bearing down on him almost every play. So to see him come out of that game unscathed with I just remember that image of Donald hanging on his back and he was giving him a piggyback ride. I'm like, all right, this guy's going to be all right. Um, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for Alex. I've always admired him throughout his career. I remember when he was uh, with Urban in college and all the stuff that he did and coming into the NFL. Um, thought he was an upstanding citizen, perfect, you know, leader, role model, um, everything. Having said all that, um, I'm going to tell you that I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't set ourselves up a little bit better going into the season and nothing against Alex. I just didn't expect him to play, but yeah. you know, um, I saw some brilliant flashes with Allen. You know, I thought he had great athleticism. He had great pocket awareness. He could make all the throws. He always had a strong arm. It was just durability and getting that chance to shine. So when he came in there and started doing his work after, um, 
you know, the whole Haskins, you know, situation played out the way it did. I was pretty excited because I'm like, this young kid's going to get a shot and, and he has some talent. Um, but then that terrible, horrific injury for him, you know, and seeing him go down the way he did, um, you know, that was heartbreaking for all of us. Um, so Heineke at the end, listen, I'm a fan of quarterback play. You can ask anyone that knows me and has talked to me, anyone that's um, coached with me, scouted with me. Um, I'm a big fan of three things with my quarterbacks. Number one is they have to have arm strength. Number two is they have to have deep ball accuracy. And number three is they have to be able to move around in the pocket. It doesn't mean they have to be um, Lamar Jackson, but they just need to be able to make plays when things break down. And Heineke has one of those. Um, I just think he's lacking in the other two. So I know there's a lot of fans out there and think that he can be the next coming. I just, uh, I'm a little bit more reserved right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the same boat. I don't think Kyle Allen is really that dude. I was never really a fan of him. Um, the, my thing with quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks who don't get a lot of action, a lot of playing time when they come in and, and take the league by storm, um, it's usually, usually short-lived because not a lot of film on them. Um, so when Kyle Allen had that little four-game stretch with Carolina, yeah, it's good for him. I wasn't sold on him. He kind of fell off a little bit. Um, I didn't think he was going to get a chance to start. I thought, especially after that first game against Philly, Dwayne Haskins, it was his job. Um, but I do still, I, I do, he, he is a viable backup, somebody who can come in and, and win a few games if, if need be. Alex Smith, that was – that that play where Aaron Donald was sitting on his back, I I laid my, my – because I was watching it on my iPad at my friend's house, and I laid it down because I just did not want any part of that. Because if, if that was the last thing I saw of Alex Smith's career was his leg snapping again, I, I, yeah. I don't know what I would do. That but was I was scary. very glad he was able to come back and, and lead us on – really really key victory especially against Pittsburgh against San Francisco um and then towards the end his his mobility was was the issue and it was the issue in in Philly and ultimately why he didn't start against against Tampa and Heineke I I love that game I love his energy I love his passion for the game I don't know if Heineke is is long term is a long term starter I don't think he is um, but I'm definitely happy. He he definitely played himself into a chance to fight for that uh, that starting spot, which we saw yesterday. Washington signed him to a two-year, a uh, little more than eight and a half million dollar extension. Mm-hmm. Um, so so good for him. So thought about QBs, and we're obviously going to get more into QBs in a minute. But what do you see as our biggest need outside of the quarterback position? Yeah, so I see two different areas that um, one near and dear to my heart obviously inside linebacker. Um, I think our inside linebacker play suffered more than anything on the team last year outside of quarterback um, and maybe wide receiver. But we don't have that guy. We don't have that dude in the middle of that defense. Um, We haven't had that dude probably since London Fletcher left. So there's a couple of really nice guys in the draft this year that, you know, I got my eyes on. Obviously, Micah Parsons is near and dear to my heart being a Penn State guy. And um, and Collins, I mean, he is a freak of nature at 6'4", 260, that can run, that can come off the edge, that can blitz, that can drop zone dog, that can, you know, he just does it all. He's amazing. Um, yeah. Notre Dame kid, he has some nice upside. Um, there's a couple of linebackers in this draft, but a guy that I really have my eye on is uh, Jayon Brown 
from the Titans. And I think he would be a phenomenal free agent pickup for us if he hits the market. Prototypical Will Backer, you know, 230-pound guy that can run sideline to sideline. He can drop hook to curl, buzz flats. You know, he can drop high hole if you ask him to. He's a chase linebacker, but um, that's what we need. You know, we have some guys that can muck it up in there. We saw Boston do that last year, not incredibly effective, but we need that We need that guy in there, and um, we need another ancillary piece as well. So I look to sign a guy like Brown in free agency and then look to go and, and draft a stud if we can within the first three rounds. But um, the other position, obviously being offensive line, you know, I'm a big guy, a big believer in the trenches. So um, we got – I think we got better play out of this offensive line this year than I ever expected that we would get out of this line, out of this unit. They played together, cohesiveness was there. Um, you know, obviously re-signing some pieces. We already got Chase locked down. I love Chase. He's I'm probably one of his biggest fans. I've been screaming his praises for years and years. I've been fighting with the PFF guys over him. I'll tell anybody out there that he is the guy. He's been the guy for a couple of years. So I was so excited to see him get locked up to a long-term deal. Um, Sheriff, I'm a little bit torn about. I mean, I understand that he's going to command a very, very large salary. Um, I actually think that we're going to see him franchised again yeah. and then try to work out a long-term deal because I just don't think we're close. But I do think he'll be in Burgundy and Gold this year. But I'd really love to see a young offensive tackle come in. Um, Darisaw is a guy that a lot of people have mocked to us at number 19. Mm -hmm. I would not be upset about that at all. I don't think Slater's going to be in our area, but he can play every offensive line position. So he would be another key member of this draft class if we would be able to uh, land a guy like him. But um, we also have Charles, you know, so he came in last year with a lot of hype, got the calf injury, and then he got put on IR. So if he can do work this offseason, get his head right, you know, improve his conditioning, I mean, there's three different positions that he could legitimately play. Um, on that offensive line. So they're my two biggest needs going into the offseason. Now, when you talk about the offensive line, I know I your post from uh, earlier earlier this morning regarding Orlando Brown. You know, he really wants to play left tackle out there in Baltimore, and um, that's just not going to happen. Yep. So you say you said that you would offer the 19th and your future second for him. 100%. I do it right now. Right now? Right now. All right, Baltimore, if you're listening, 19 and future second. You are... Let's do it. Because, right. yeah, that offensive line is, as, as I've gotten older, as, as, as I've gotten older as a fan, I've learned to appreciate the, the offensive line. And ironically, one of the teams that got me to appreciate the line was Dallas when they spent oh, yeah. all those years consecutively, consecutively getting offensive linemen and making DeMarco Murray a household name. Not to say that DeMarco Murray didn't have skill in his own right. Um, and then the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. So let's get back to the quarterback stuff. One of the things that, that was in our discussion when we first connected on Twitter was this Watson versus Stafford. You were very big on Stafford. I've never been big on Stafford. I have always felt that he is a average to slightly above average quarterback and that who has benefited majority of his career from having arguably somebody who should have been probably the best wide receiver to ever play the game in Calvin Johnson. A few weeks later, after that, Matthew Stafford said he wanted out. And I even messaged you on Twitter said, hey, your dream's about to come true. Uh, <laughs> because it's going to be much, much cheaper than Deshaun Watson. Um, and we're going to get a few good years out of him. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So what do you? how do you see that deal affecting any potential deal that we have with somebody like Deshaun Watson 
or potentially a Carson Wentz? Well, obviously that deal started the domino effect, you know, so um, I was going back and forth on Twitter and on Hogshaven the other day with a couple of our uh, members. And one of the individuals said that he doesn't think any big time quarterbacks are going to be moved. And I said, I, I can almost 99.9% guarantee that we're going to see another significant name being moved. But everyone is going to look at that Stafford deal. And they're going to compare who's out there to match Stafford. And that's going to be a starting point of a deal. Now, obviously, if Watson comes into this and the Texans have been pretty adamant and they're saying the right things that we want him back. But if he comes into this and someone throws a massive deal out there, that's going to skew the results. But um, I look at Matt Stafford as a starting point. Obviously, we look further down the list. You know, the Carson Wentz, uh, Carr, if his name is, is possibly on the trading block, and we've heard things about him. But um, I don't think you'll see another quarterback besides Watson command the type of draft capital that Matt Stafford got. Yeah. Now, I also feel that Matt Stafford throughout his career has been a consistent top 10 guy in the league. I think he's underrated. I think he's never played behind a great offensive line. He's never had a good running game. And he's never, well, maybe one year, two years, he's had a, a decent defense that could win him games. So I think you put Matt Stafford in that situation in LA, he's going to thrive. I think he could have thrived here. We just needed to get him some more weapons. Mm -hmm. So so now that Stafford's out of the, since Stafford is out of the picture and we're assuming the Deshaun Watson come, you know, basically comparing it to the Stafford deal, Deshaun Watson, Houston is going to demand much more than what we gave up in 2012 to go get RG3. Where do you see most likely, uh, give me like a top two or three most likely candidates that you see us going and nabbing in the offseason for the quarterback position? So, so for us, if we went with a veteran, I think um, there's a couple guys that make some sense. I mean, I'm not a huge Mariota fan, but I think he would fit our offense well. I think if we planned on going into the quarterback draft this year and maybe tried to either move up or hang tight and see if a guy like Trey Lance fell to us at number 19, we need a bridge quarterback because I don't think that guy's ready to play yet. So Mariota makes a lot of sense. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. Um, when he was protected, he was an accurate quarterback. So I do think you'll see a little bit of a Ryan Tannehill situation if he moves on to another team. But he's carrying $10 million in cap hit this year. The Raiders need a ton of help on defense. Yeah. I do not think they're going to keep him at that $10 million number. So I think they're going to try to trade him. And it makes sense. Um, teams know that they're going to they're gonna cut him if they can't trade him. So yeah. why not offer a six-round six pick or a later pick to see if you can bring a guy like that in on a one-year mm -hmm. deal? Um, Trubisky is going to be an interesting name. He's athletic. He's got a good arm. He's a smart kid. He just didn't play a lot of games in college. And so when he came into the Bears, he was kind of thrown into the fire and it was sink or swim. And unfortunately, you know, he sunk. But he did have a nice season this year. So he's another guy that I would look to. You know, obviously it wouldn't take any draft capital if he was released. I'm not released, but he had free agency. And, um, you know, we were able to sign him for a decent deal. Um, I've heard people talk about, you know, um, some of the veteran quarterbacks, some of the older guys that are out there, like Fitzpatrick and stuff like that. I really don't have any any liking to Fitzpatrick. I don't think he would come to this team and offer anything, you know, at 30. I think he's going to be 39 during the season. Um, I, I just wouldn't rather, I wouldn't rather get on that road right now. So um, those two, Trubisky, um, I don't think we have a chance at Carson Wentz. I don't think he's going to get traded within the division. I do think he moves, but I don't think we have a chance there. I just don't want him coming here. If he was available, would you want Carson Wentz? 
I'm one of the few that would. Yes, I, I think that Carson Wentz can be fixed. I think um, I've seen good Carson Wentz. I've seen bad Carson Wentz. But I think Carson Wentz needs a change of scenery. I mean, Baltimore makes the most sense for him. I mean, a lot of people are connecting the dots already with Frank Reich. But um, mm-hmm. I think Baltimore, if they're heavy players and they offer up a package to get him, I think that would be his, his number one destination. But, um, yeah, I would definitely I would definitely take a shot on Wentz as long as the compensation wasn't too high. So one thing you have in your article um, – the Washington struck out on Matt Stafford, so what's next? Uh, you mentioned Jared Goff, and I had mentioned in the Off the Ball Network that I'm a part of, I'd mentioned when this trade happened, I said in there, what if what if this was just a ploy to get more draft picks for Detroit, and they're about to dump Jared Goff. They're, they're willing to get rid of that contract, because that's basically where all those picks, why all those picks were included, was because that's a massive contract for mm-hmm. a very underwhelming quarterback. Um, his name is on here. Do you think that he would be a viable option and somebody who could actually perform? And would you want to take on that salary? I think he could play. Um, can he be effective in our offense? Yeah, absolutely. Because our offense uses a lot of crossers. They use a lot of uh, misdirection, a lot of screens, a lot of uh, choice routes. And that's what golf does good. Um, he can also throw the ball on the field and stretch the, stretch the field with play action passes. So that's something that North Turner would like to do a lot more of. We just didn't see a lot of that this past year because of the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. But I think he could thrive in this offense. I, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, but um, I don't think we need a top 10 quarterback to make the playoffs and, and advance. I think we need a solid quarterback, great yeah. playmakers, and a solid defense. So he yeah. can do that. I wouldn't be afraid to take on his salary. Um, I think we do have the cap room to be able to fit a salary like that into our cap. Would he be my number one choice? Um, certainly not. But if we went after him and, and made a little bit of a deal with Detroit to get his uh, rights, I wouldn't be upset. So Dak Prescott is in a very, very unique situation. One that he's probably going to be in the same situation that we saw for a few years with Kirk Cousins. He's about to be tagged for the second year in a row. Um, they may or may not get a long-term deal done by the deadline. And if they don't, you can, and if he, if they don't and he doesn't perform well, you can all but guarantee that he's, he, he's gone. Um, another person, Russell Wilson, who has been rumored to be potentially on the trading block, maybe, maybe not. His camp has voiced that they're unhappy with that offensive line. Um, when it, if it comes down to those two players, who do you prefer? I mean, I would prefer Wilson, but not even close. I don't think there's – there may be two other guys in the league I would take over Wilson. I think Wilson is going to be 33, or maybe he's – it's going to be 32. So he's still relatively young. He's got a lot of good football ahead of him, but I love Russell Wilson. Um, so I don't think he is going to move. I think that was a ploy to get some uh, attention on the situation in Seattle. I mean, obviously, you need to protect that man. He's your yeah. future. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Dak, on the other hand, um, here's the interesting situation about Dallas. They do not have a lot of cap room right now. I saw a projection, I think it was this morning, said the salary cap could go to 185. So we've been hearing a floor of 175 with everyone projecting 176 to be the cap this year. Um, I've heard from three different people that it could go over 190. So I've been sticking by that. But I, I saw a number 185 today. If that salary cap is 185 and Dallas has to franchise Dak, I just don't see how they're going to afford it without cutting expensive veterans. And you know the first guy they're going to be looking to cut is Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to be the number one guy that, um, you know, they, they really, he's almost a luxury at this point. Yeah. So I think it's going to really hamstring them if they try to, you know, 
get that franchise tag again on him. Now, if they work out a long-term deal, it's a totally different story because you can amortize, amortize that deal over five years if that's what you sign him to, obviously, and break up that guaranteed money up front. So his cap hit could be significantly less, but it seems like the two sides are not there. And if they have to guarantee that one long-term pop again, I forgot what the number was, but um, it was at uh, 20, God, I forgot what that salary cap was for him. 28 million, I Yeah, think. I was thinking 27, there. yeah, I was thinking 27 or 28. I just saw it the other day, but I just don't see how they're going to be able to fit that into their uh, their cap. So you could see something like a sign and trade, or you, I don't know. Um, maybe they sign him to the, the franchise tag and he signs it, and then they try to work a long-term deal before the deadline. Um, I just don't see how Dallas is going to be able to afford to add anyone around him if uh, if they give them that money, being at the cap is how it is. Yeah. So I'm sure everybody's heard. I'm sure you've heard the uh, J.J. Watt is out of Houston. He asked for a release, and they granted it. Yep. Um, so, and I saw an interesting tweet earlier today that basically said the doors open for a Montez sweat for Deshaun Watson trade. What are your thoughts on that? So, we've heard all those crazy rumors that the Texans want a f- two firsts, two seconds, and two defensive starters. Um, absolutely would not even consider trading Chase Young. I'm just no. going to tell you that right now. No. Just because he's a captain, he offers so much more to that football team. Mm-hmm. But, all right, just hypothetically speaking, the Texans come up and they say, okay, listen, give us your first this year, give us your first next year, two seconds, give us John Allen, and give us Montez Sweat, and we'll give you Watson. I may have to say yes. <laughs> I love Montez Sweat. I have his jersey hanging downstairs in my basement. Um, I've chatted with him a couple times on uh, social media, but um, I, I love Montez. I love him coming out. He's a freak of nature. Yeah. Reminds, reminds me of a young Julius Peppers, but with better athleticism. So it would hurt to lose someone like that. But um, if imagine if we pulled off a trade for Watson with that type of capital. Then we turn around, we re-sign Ryan Kerrigan for three years, let him retire as a member of the Washington football team. So we still have him. We still have Chase. You know we can't pay all these big-time defensive tackles in the next three years. So we have Ioannidis coming back. We have Payne. We have Settle. I think I would feel pretty comfortable with our defense. And I think that would be a modest amount of draft picks to give up for a guy like Watson. Um, So that's my take. So you said two first, two seconds, Allen and Sweat? Well, that was the rumor. So I heard, you know, like I say, I heard a rumor that said if, if he was moved, they would want two firsts, two seconds, and two defensive starters. So that would be the package that would make the most sense to them. Um, losing Watt, who can play, you know, basically the three, the five, and the seven technique. Yeah. And then you can fill Watt's role by putting both Sweat and Allen in that defense. So um, it would be interesting. Yeah. I I would if Montez Sweat had to be traded, I wouldn't be upset because here's the thing, him the, him and Chase Young are a year apart as far as when they came into the league, so they're going to be up for their contracts uh, relatively close to each other within a year of each other. We're going to have to give up one of them. We're going to have to let one of them go. And as of right now, from what we've seen, Chase Young, like you said, Chase Young is untouchable. Yeah, Chase Young has done something for this team that that not I don't remember anybody else who has impacted this team the way chase young has i'm only 28 um i was born eight months after our last super bowl win <laughs> i've not seen a lot of success with this team 
Uh, so yeah, I'm just hungry for for. Uh, I even told my wife the other night we were watching the Super Bowl. I told her, I said, you, I said, you better hope that Washington never makes it to a Super Bowl because so, that party is going to be ridiculous. Oh my goodness! I'm going to invite people that I don't even know, and <laughs> God forbid we win. I would act a complete fool if we won. Hey, um, we all would. But but yeah, a, a draft package with involving Montez Sweat, I would not be upset at all. I I remember I threw one out. Um, when all this started, said a first this year, a first second, and one of our thirds this year, a first and second next year, and then for uh, Matt Ioannidis for Deshaun Watson and their third. That would so be fun. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good deal. Uh, Houston fans did not. <laughs> they, I, I don't know if they. They must not want watch Washington football because they, a lot of them. I got the impression they didn't know who Matt Ioannidis was. Not a lot of people outside of our little realm do. He's yeah, like, uh, he's like our hidden gem. Because I, I even put on say, hey Houston fans, what what would you think of this trade? A, a first, two first, two seconds, a third swap, and a good defensive player. And this was pre JJ want wanting out or mm-hmm. being released. I'm like, who's Matt Ioannidis? That's a garbage packet. Oh, right. <laughs> so you guys don't know. You guys don't watch Did much watch the same game? Yeah, that's crazy. He's a, he's a beast. He was a beast at Temple. He is. He 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 really is. Um, as one player, I would not want to give up. But again, for a playmaker at the quarterback position like Deshaun Watson, we're gonna have to give up somebody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Allen or Ioannidis in that package that you. You, you had mentioned I, I like it. I don't love it because, again, giving up Sweat and Allen is going to hurt. Um, but, yeah, our line is so great. I know De- you put almost anybody in the Jack Del Rio and, and Ron Rivera will coach them up and 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 we'll have a, a formidable defense, especially that front seven either way, especially yeah. if we can throw up that linebacking core. That's what we need to do. We show up that linebacking core. That defense is going to remain a top defense for years to come. We get a young stud in there like Keekley was in, in Carolina. Man. Yeah. That's we'll, going to be we'll some be fun football to watch. A lot of years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know your wish list. And what I mean by wish list is don't worry about the cap. Don't worry about, you know, try. You can go off the rails a little bit as far as realism. Mm-hmm. What would your perfect Washington offseason look like? All right, so I have a lot of different scenarios here, but I'm going to go with my favorite one. So wide receiver is something that I don't talk about in the draft a lot because I think we need to get a wide receiver in free agency. So there's some big-time names in free agency. My top dog is A-Rob. I think he's going to be available. I don't think the Bears are going to resign him, especially if they have some quarterback turmoil there. Um, They may let him hit the open market and try to match a deal, but I just think that we have the ability to throw a lot of money at A-Rob. So I would definitely pull him at wide receiver. Um, I already mentioned a guy like uh, Jayon Brown, that linebacker. He's one of my, my guys that I have had my eye on for quite some time. So I would 1,000% bring in a guy like Brown, let him play well linebacker. Um, just let him go out in that field and run all over and just cause havoc. Um, they're two of my top free Asian guys. I think I would re-sign Ronald Darby. I've been pretty adamant about saying that for uh, the last couple months. I think he's deserved the contract extension here. He's finally stayed healthy. He played excellent in Del Rio's defense. He's a great hip trail guy when he's in uh, man coverage. I love the way he can break on a football. 
So um, I'd love to see him sign for three more years, give him between eight and 10 million a year. Hopefully we get him on a hometown discount on that eight side. If not, you know, I'd be willing to go as high as 10 for him. So lock down that quarterback spot, um, cornerback, I'm sorry. And then um, obviously do something to keep Sheriff here this season, whether it's a long-term contract or whether we get him on a franchise tag again and try to work out that deal. Um, they would be the four guys that I kind of target to keep in-house and to uh, to go out in the market and spend some money on. I love to see a safety, Marcus May, um, Williams from the Saints. Um, they would be two intriguing names. So I'd be interested if we were able to target one of those guys and bring them in. I like the younger type of guys. So, um, you know, there's a couple older safeties out there, but I would love to see a young free safety come in here that can learn and grow with this defense. So if we had the extra money, I would love to see that put toward that safety. But I also do feel that Everett played well when he was, uh, when he was you know, before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Curl's so versatile that we can play him in multiple positions on the back end. I mean, he can play a little bit of free. He was a former cornerback, so um, he can play a little free. He can play a little strong. We have Landon Collins hopefully coming back. So it's not a number one need of mine. But um, then I'll move into the draft, and I think um, I would love to be able to grab a quarterback. I don't know if we would have to trade up, but this is the, this is my scenario. I would offer um, number 19. I would offer number two, our second-round pick. And then I would offer a future um, pick in 2022, so future first-round pick, to move up with Detroit to number seven and grab Lance. But if we did that, I'd want someone there as a good placeholder. And I just don't know if I trust Heineke and Allen to be that guy. So I may have to go back and say, all right, I want to pull in a guy like Mariota. I want to pull in a veteran for one year as a bridge quarterback so I can let Lance sit there, learn this offense and and be willing to come in and take over in his second year. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about linebackers, so I would definitely look for that stud middle linebacker, um, being that we gave up our second to move up. We have the thirds, so I would look at a tight end, and I would look at a linebacker. Tight end I really like, and a lot of guys aren't really on him right now, is the kid from Boston College, Long. I think he's a good tight end. I think he's an inline kid who can split out wide. He can block. He can catch. He's not going to be just, you know, run away from people, but he is a mismatch. He's nice on those little choice routes. He has a little bit of wiggle to his game that he can get vertical down the seam. So um, I would take a kid like him. If we were lucky enough to have Brevin Jordan slip into the third round, I've seen some mocks that have him there. I actually did one the other day. He was there. I just, I don't think it was realistic, but I was stupid not to take him. So I took him. Um, but if he was there in the third round, he would be my ideal tight end candidate. And then I just, I just kind of go and I do BPA um, from the fourth round on. I just take the best player available. Love to get a running back somewhere along the lines so that we can kind of plug in there and let them uh, give our guys a little bit of a break and maybe a couple of D backs and uh, see where we go. And definitely offensive line. So I want to get your opinion on somebody because I've seen this kid's name everywhere from the 19, our 19th pick in the first round all the way down to a fifth round selection. Elijah Moore. So I'm so confused with him right now. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Elijah Moore, but mm-hmm. just usually you when you look at enough mock drafts, you can kind of guess where somebody's going to fall or sure. where they're going to land because they're relatively close. Elijah Moore, like I said, has been everywhere from 19th overall down to a fifth round pick. What's your thoughts on him? I had him in the third round. I see him as a slot only guy. Um, he can take jet sweeps. You know, he's. I don't think he's going to come out and run a blazing 40. He's a thickly built kid, so I think he sits up nicely for the slot. He reminds me a little bit of Jameson Crowder, to tell you the truth. 
Um, but I think he's a little bit more physical with the ball in his hands. But pure slot guy, and I just don't see a pure slot guy going that high in the draft. I mean, people have mocked uh, Kadarius Tony to us, and I watched a ton of Florida games this year, and I, I've seen Tony perform. I think he's outstanding, but he's a slot guy, you know. So he's more one-dimensional. Um, you're also seeing bigger slots. You're seeing them move guys around. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that we put a guy like Harmon in the slot and let him operate there and let him bully defensive backs. So as much as I would love to grab a slot guy, I don't think we need one that high. So I would definitely target a wide receiver a little bit later on in that draft. Listen, if Moore's there in the third round, uh, I think it would be a slam dunk pick. But I don't think he's a first rounder. And I really kind of, it's like borderline fringe second round for me on him. So, so I do love him. So do I. I, I just want to get your take because, like I said, I've seen him everywhere in the draft, mm-hmm. and it was, I just thought it was weird. I put um, him. In, I think I put him in three mock drafts that I've done um, since the end of the season. So he's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. With that, we're gonna put a bowl on this episode of Football and Show Live. Um, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. I really yeah, appreciate Rob, it. Yeah, for me, buddy. I appreciate it, too. It was fun, man. Love always. Yeah, a lot of fun. I love picking your brain. You got, got a lot of insight. Um. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so jump on social media. I'm on Twitter um, at Tiller56, or you can uh, come over to Hogshaven. You know, we love to have people over there, and uh, we have a good group over there. We always uh, love to debate and discuss football, and we try to keep it as civil as possible, even though we do get a little passionate at times over on the Hogshaven site. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, we'd love to have you guys come over. There you guys. You guys can see right there. There's it. Um, one of Mark's later uh, latest articles, his post Super Bowl mock draft, he has where he goes into detail on what he, on on who he has going where. He has a trade that we that we talked about, so definitely go check his stuff out. And then also his Twitter, great Twitter. He's um he honestly is one of my favorite followers. I'm not just saying that because he's he's on with me right now. Uh, he truly is one of my favorite followers. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. And send back at you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that like button. Please subscribe. Um, More, definitely more of these are definitely coming. Uh, If you guys have not heard, I do have a show coming out uh, for the network, Cruise Island. We're doing hot takes um, every Wednesday, debuting March 3rd. Um, Mark definitely would like to have you on that show sometime once it gets going. Let me know. All right, man. Thanks, Mark. Thanks again for coming on. See you guys later. Good.